are going to have a great discussion tonight. we got a lot of content to get to. It's the last primetime show of the week because, obviously, this time tomorrow, Titan's probably going to be making a draft pick. And I will be uh, deep, deep in the bowels of Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park, probably awaiting a Zoom call with a draft pick from the Titans facility. Uh, I'm the only person to hit the like button, and I hate this show. I get it, Scary Harry. I do, too. (laughs) But we appreciate that you like the video anyway. So, damn it, be like Scary Harry, even if you hate us and like the video uh, before you do anything else. Um, We are going to go ahead and uh, get in on the discussion because I was talking today Uh, To a couple of different people, I was wrapping up the 615 Sessions podcast. We did uh, a a live version of it at 2 o'clock, and then I sat down to tape the install with Greg Cosell, because on Wednesdays we go bang, 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 one, two, three, four shows, and then we wrap things up with primetime on Wednesday evening. But got a text from a friend of mine, Diana Russini of ESPN. She's in town to cover the Titans for the NFL draft, which was surprising to me. Because uh, when ESPN PR put out their graphic of who will be where for the draft coverage, they had Diana going to the Indianapolis Colts, who, of course, is picking fifth overall. So uh, Diana's here for the Titans. Last second change. Interesting. Fourth overall. Forgive me. I said fifth. Fourth overall for the Indianapolis Colts. But still, curious. What makes Tennessee more intriguing for a national sports network than uh, Indianapolis? Well, Uh, She did a television hit earlier today to that effect as to the conversations that she had with Rand Carthon and uh, everything else that the Titans are considering at this point, which is a great many things. Now, I don't think you're going to hear, I don't think you're going to hear a bunch of stuff that's new, right? Because um, what Diana is reporting is information that's been out there, that's been public. And stuff that she has reported herself, stuff that other people have reported and that uh, has been able to be confirmed, and all these different things. But your Two Rivers Ford take is where I would like to start before I show you this clip from Diana's NFL Live hit, I believe was the program that she was on. Your Two Rivers Ford take, what's the best case scenario for the Titans in the first round of tomorrow's NFL draft? We're going to talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What's the best case scenario for the Titans in the first round of this draft. Your Two Rivers Ford take is always presented by Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford for quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Nobody has better options for you to make the car buying process fast, easy, and fun like Two Rivers Ford does. I'm a customer myself. I love my 2022 Ford Explorer that I got from Two Rivers Ford. Custom ordered it online. You can shop their inventory on the dealership or at the dealership. You can shop online. Whatever makes you happiest, Two Rivers Ford is there to do business the way that you want to do business. TwoRiversFord.com. So what's the best case scenario for the Titans tomorrow night? C. Rich uh, says Ryan Tannehill, sign Ryan Tannehill to a 10-year extension. I think there would be pitchforks and uh, torches in the streets. I don't think that would go well. In fact, that's the only prediction I'm willing to make. That's not going to happen. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to get a 10-year extension tomorrow. I think that I uh, straight up get. Okay, I'm trolling. Yeah, I see you. Uh, get CJ. If not, then offensive line from Joe Swisher. Joe Swisher. I don't know why I said it like that, like the Grinch. Swisher. Uh, Jacoby uh, Boston. It's not even the Grinch. It's Jim Carrey's impression of the Grinch. 
Jacoby Poston says offensive line uh, is where his preferred situation would be. Karen O'Keefe would like to see them take a wide receiver. So the best case scenario uh, to me is I have been talking about a couple of different things for, you know, the better part of two months now, right? Told you guys uh, that when Daniel Jeremiah mentioned that the Titans had explored the trade-up for number three overall with Arizona, that that was something that I was able to confirm about a month and a half, maybe a little less than a month and a half, maybe about a month ago. So we had that information. Um, Daniel Jeremiah also put that out there, and um, that was something that the Titans did explore, right? Okay, so that begins immediately the curiosity around the third overall pick. Well, in a world where the draft order doesn't necessarily fall the way that we've all predicted it to, the Titans may still be involved in the quarterback draft. They may not have to trade up for the third overall pick, but we know that they are preparing for all scenarios, which to me, in an educated, informed, more informed guess, I would venture to say that the best case scenario is what I think is most likely to happen, which depending on the player that's there, I don't know what which player it's going to be, but I think there's a very, very strong percentage chance that the Tennessee Titans take a quarterback tomorrow. What's the latest on what you're hearing on the Titans draft plans tomorrow night? Field, I sat with Titans new GM Rand Carthon in his office to go over the mood of the building on draft eve, as well as try to get more information as to what they are going to do with that pick at 11. And he tells me they're really calm, they're prepared. In fact, head coach Mike Vrabel and him sat together for two hours and they set their draft board. They are ready to go for Thursday night. So what are they going to do with their pick at 11? Carthon tells me they're open to everything. They're willing to move out. They're willing to stay. They're also willing to move up. In fact, I spoke to some sources around the league, teams like the Arizona Cardinals, who have taken calls from the Tennessee Titans about perhaps trading up. Now, the player they're going for, Carthon, wouldn't tell me what they're doing. But my sense is the Tennessee Titans have their eyes on a quarterback, and they're going to do everything they can to go get him. It's pretty strong, right? But why is that any different? Now, Listen, Diana's credible. Talked to Diana earlier. Uh, the reporting is is sound. This is something that I've talked to you guys about. This is something that many other people have been telling you that they have been looking into these possibilities. I think the best case scenario is they end up with their quarterback tomorrow. Wouldn't that be huge? Now, I don't know who the quarterback is. <laughs> that does matter for the purposes of this conversation. But if this situation has them landing the player they consider to be their franchise quarterback, then I like the idea of the conviction to go get him. Now, trading up to three is a lot. And as I mentioned to you guys earlier, I think this week, uh, I know I said it at least once today on radio, and I think on the uh, on the 615 today, if they were going to trade up into the top 10, right? From 11, there's only one way to go, into the top 10. At least up, there's only one way to go. So looking at the situation for the Titans, it is very, very rare. Again, it's not impossible that a, a trade into the top 10 would go down tomorrow once the draft happens, but it is far more likely that a team trading into the top 10 would have done so already, particularly 
if they were trying to get after the quarterback position. Now, I'm of the belief that they can get their quarterback at 11 with any numbers of scenarios that are going to be presented to them. Now, that quarterback might be Anthony Richardson, and you may have very, very strong opinions about Anthony Richardson. I don't know if it's Anthony Richardson, if it's C.J. Stroud, if it's Will Levis, or whomever it might be. But I think the best case scenario, I would love to see, I would love to see the Titans end up with C.J. Stroud if I was a Titans fan. That, to me, seems still beyond belief. I can't believe that the Houston Texans are not going to take the second-best quarterback available with the second overall selection. And you're going to hear from C.J. Stroud in a second because Jimmy Wyatt is at the draft in Kansas City. He caught up with C.J. Stroud, among many other prospects, and asked him about his S2 cognition testing, which we're going to play for you here in just a little bit. But I think that the uh, I think the best-case scenario for the Titans is that they end up with the quarterback that they want. Who they want, I can't speak to. There are a number of different scenarios where I could see for all five of these dudes ending up being successful NFL starters. There are scenarios where I can see all five of them going poorly in a variety of different ways, right? But that's not the way that you do it. You don't do the analysis until you see, at least give them some time to where they land or to find out where they land and to to see whether they can grow and develop in those particular positions, in those particular locations. Geography matters when it comes to the NFL draft. It's probably outside of like talent. I honestly think geography might be 1A or 1B to talents 1A as to level of importance for these guys to succeed. But the best case scenario for this franchise is that they come away with the quarterback that they want tomorrow. Now, who that quarterback is, we will have to wait and see. Right, Coach Rabel has been checking up on me since really last pro day. Uh, so uh, he's an amazing coach. Uh, he's a player's coach. He's he's done it before, so he understands where we come from and, and what we go through. So I respect him ten toes and uh, had a great conversation with him at the at the uh, pro day, and uh, excited to see what happens. Blessed to have the opportunity to go somewhere and have the opportunity to to uh, to put my footprint in the program and in a. In a, in a uh, organization, so that's what I'm excited to do and build new friends and relationships. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a test taker, so uh, I play football uh, for me. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, I don't got nothing to prove to nobody, so I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and explain how I process football. They're, the people who are making the picks know what I can do, um, so that's all that matters to me. There's a whole bunch of uh, people who know how to coach better, know how to play quarterback better, know how to do everything on social media, but. Um, that man in the arena, that, that's what's tough, is, is stepping in the arena 10 toes. So, um, and I'm going to stand on that. And I know what I can do. I know I can process well. I know if I'm not if I'm not the smartest quarterback in this draft, um, I know I'm one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL when I step in there tomorrow. So I have that confidence in myself. And I and uh, I don't think you can play at Ohio State and not be smart. So um, I don't got nothing to prove to nobody, man. Uh, at the end of the day, if you don't trust and believe in me, uh, all I can tell you is watch this. So that's C.J. Stroud. The Ohio State quarterback, and that is Jimmy Wyatt, courtesy of Jimmy Wyatt, um, who is in attendance for the draft in Kansas City. You know, if the Stroud scenario presents itself, damn. I mean, I, I don't know how much better it could be. And listen, I know it's a different version of Cardell, uh, Cardell Jones, right? Former Another former Ohio State quarterback. We didn't play, we didn't come here to play school, right? We came here to play football. I can't remember the exact quote, but that was that was generally the the takeaway, right? Didn't go to Ohio State to play school. Went to Ohio State to play football. And CJ Stroud is basically saying that, yeah, so what I didn't test well. I'm still a damn good quarterback. And maybe those things aren't predictive as people want to make them. 
you have the the creator of the S2 cognition testing coming out there and saying, yeah, it's not the end all be all for whether a player is going to succeed or fail. Like I, I think the 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 coverage of uh, of the cognitive testing has been so overwhelming, and I really think there's a bit of a misinterpretation by a lot of colleagues uh, of mine in the media who are assigning it more weight than it otherwise deserves at this point. Should it be factored in? Of course, absolutely. But I don't think it should be damning in the case of C.J. Stroud. Now, if you're Mike Vrabel in the Tennessee Titans and you're trying to leak that C.J. Stroud had some shitty testing just to get him to drop a little further, maybe to 11, maybe a little further, just let me get to nine, maybe seven, maybe the Raiders. I can do this. I can trade up and get into the top 10 and go get that damn quarterback. I'm not alleging anything. But I do think that the best case scenario for the Tennessee Titans is to come away with a quarterback that they want. If that doesn't manifest itself, depending on how the draft order goes, they are going to be, one would think, prepared for that scenario. If they're not, (laughs) then this whole experiment is going to be pretty short-lived anyway. The Primetime Show is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. Nobody gets you better ready to go, gets you in better shape, gets you more prepared to feel better, to live a better life, to have better sleep. To, feel, to have better energy on a day-to-day basis because you are improving your fitness like TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. They helped me drop 52 pounds. I'm incredibly grateful to the awesome coaching staff at TrueMath Fitness. I love their group classes. If that's not for you, you can go and do their personal training. You can go work out at their open gym with any level of their membership options. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. So, Looking at the best case scenario for the Titans, what do you believe it to be? Uh, This is a freaking nightmare, says Puka. What, the quarterback situation? Well, I mean, the good news is it'll all be over soon, right? By this time tomorrow, we'll, one would assume, unless they trade back, dun, 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 that the quarterback solution or the wide receiver or offensive line, you know, honestly, the worst case scenario for me in terms of like intrigue and interest is them taking Skaronsky or something like that. Cause that's just like, yeah, I get it. That'll work. That's probably going to make them a lot better, but holy shit is a, is a tackle that might actually be a guard, a pretty dull talking point for a first round pick. Now, listen, they just need fundamentally good football players. They need guys who can play. They need somebody who can anchor that offensive line for eight to 10 years. If they can find him in the first round, Good luck and God bless. You need all the help you can get to keep Ryan Tannehill or whomever plays quarterback for you in seasons to come off of their asses the way that they have consistently been for the last two seasons. But I do think that for the purposes of the Titans, um, CJ Stroud would be ideal. MB says it's not about the media. I know, but it's very, very difficult for me. And, you know, I think this is media in general. I won't speak for all my colleagues, but I do think that we do have a tendency to make a lot of things about uh, ourselves. And I will not apologize for that. I want to be able to do a more entertaining show. And the most entertaining show is a quarterback for me, MB. So, yes, I would like a quarterback, even if the guard also makes your football team better. I understand. We can, we can, we can potentially, we can potentially meet somewhere in the middle. I would accept tight end, I would accept wide receiver. I would basically accept anything but guard, even though, you know, it would be a completely acceptable and reasonable solution for them to draft a guard. Maybe not at 11. That seems a bit high. Either way, worst case scenarios, let's talk about them. Because just as there's a lot of different positions and a lot of capable players that they uh, can acquire in tomorrow night's first round, 
11 overall. Daniel Jeremiah has the Titans taking Zay Flowers. I, Jimmy Wyatt asked us, uh, he always texts damn near everybody, but apparently Robert Walsh for their uh, Titans media mock draft pick, um, which was curious to me, unfortunate. And, you know, I don't know if he's taking this as a personal slight, but, uh, you know, perhaps he's sulking back there somewhere. Probably not, probably not paying attention to anything I'm saying. I think that, uh, so I wanted Zay Flowers. And I looked at it not as something that they will do, I would like uh, I would like um, it just to be something that they do. I would love to see them take Zay Flowers. I think he is my favorite wide receiver in this draft class. I think he's a dog. I miss covering alpha wide receivers. It's been a while since I've gotten the opportunity to do. Actually, it hadn't been that long since they traded AJ. But a year feels like so long, and I could use another alpha wide receiver in my life. Maybe he's not AJ Brown. But damn, if Traylon Burks can't use the help. Now, if you can't keep a quarterback upright, what good is the wide receiver? And that's basically the Joe Burrow, uh, you know, Jamar Chase versus Panay Sewell argument for a couple of years ago. Honestly, it worked out well for both Cincinnati and Detroit because Panay Sewell looks like a stud and so obviously is uh, Jamar Chase. But I do think um, I do think that Zay Flowers would be a lot of fun. Uh, it, it would be against their M.O., and I would love to see that them do something against their MO at this stage. Uh, Willis, uh, let's see. Buck, did you like interviewing Lawan? says MB? Uh, yeah, sure. But Taylor's like, you know, most offense, and I, I like, I've got a lot of friends who are offensive linemen, a lot of friends who are former offensive line, college or pro. Um, a lot of times they're either the funniest and weirdest human beings of all time, or they have the personality of your shoes. Like there's no in between with offensive linemen. And that's fine. Like, a lot of them are there to grunt, growl, drool, block, hit, whatever. You know, do the thing. You giant lump of humanity that is just going to try and move another giant lump of humanity out of the way. That's a lot of offensive linemen, and that's totally fine. That's their job. Their job is not to be entertaining for me uh, when I need a good quote. Now, was Taylor great? Because Taylor could quote and also do that from time to time, although it's been a while. Sure, that was swell. But, you know, there's more. Oh, my God. What was... uh? What was the, I think he was a right guard, Josh Klein. Josh Klein was literally just the definition of a lump of clay. Like, <laughs> and Josh Klein had a couple of good seasons, but my God, could you not talk to Josh Klein about anything? Now, uh, benefits Josh Klein to say nothing, say nothing at all. But at least like, even the weird ones, like Chance Warmack could talk about, you know, like toe jam, he'd call it toe meat, uh, be sitting in his locker talking about toe meat um, in ways that were, you know, disgusting, but also, you know, at least I got a laugh, maybe a good Twitter Twitter uh, video every once in a while. Ben Jones was a bad interview too, says MB. Not on the radio show. Uh, he was an intentionally bad interview, which I still haven't forgiven Benny for. Uh, but his uh, hour that he spent with me, an hour for a person who's a bad interview, um, I would go, I would invite you all to go back and listen to that Ben Jones hour that we did. Uh, people are saying, not me, but many people are saying that it's the best hour in the history of the Buck Rising radio show. Uh, which is a very self-involved title for a radio show, but you know, what are you going to do? Uh, let's move on to worst case scenarios. What's the worst case for the Titans in this situation? What is the worst case scenario for them to walk out of their draft room, the war room tomorrow night and say, holy bleep, what just happened to us? Or whether we and you by extension are saying, holy bleep, what did they just do? I think there is a worst case scenario that can occur, even as there are many good scenarios that are available to them. Jackie Holbert says last year's draft. Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily, luckily, I mean, whether it's luck or 
bad luck that you no longer have an A.J. Brown to trade away, you don't have to go through that again. Um, so, no, that is not a worst-case scenario situation for you because you no longer have an A.J. to trade. But worst-case scenarios, we'll talk about them together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get that Intel edge you need to succeed. Nobody has got better information. Nobody has got better properties than the Ashton Group. The official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators is Gary Ashton for a reason, just as they're the official real estate agent of the streaming show and my radio show. Gary Ashton is where you go for the dream address without the stress and trust the team that your favorite teams trust at GaryAshton.com. So what's the worst case scenario for the Titans where you walk out of tomorrow night and you are shell-shocked? Now, I don't think you're, there's not going to be any more shell-shock uh, shell shock than what happened to you last year. Last year was truly jaw-dropping. Um, as somebody who was in the building, as somebody who was in that press conference afterwards, as somebody who was scared Mike Rabel might jump across the table at any moment and choke the life out of one of us because what the hell did they just do? They're still dealing with the repercussions of that. And, you know, a general manager has since then lost his job and the wheels on the bus go round and round. Now, the good news is it can't be like last year. Like I said, you don't have an A.J. Brown to trade. But I do think there's a scenario that uh, that comes out poorly, ultimately, in a way that you may not feel right away. What I mean by this is your quarterback situation. Just as it's the best case scenario for the Titans to be able to find a quarterback in this draft, if they do, in fact, like one. But the quarterback situation can, situation can also be the worst case scenario if, if they come out of this NFL draft and their solution to all the quarterback questions around them are Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis as the backup, that, I believe, is the worst case scenario. I think at minimum, this football team, whether they're drafting, you know, Hendon Hooker, uh, if he slides to the second, whether they feel good enough about a Stetson Bennett or a Kyle Duggar out here uh, to take a, a fifth or a sixth round flyer on a backup, they need a better situation, a backup quarterback. My worst case scenario for this football team is to emerge from this entire draft, not just tomorrow, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, without a better solution behind Tannehill. I don't mean a lo- I, it doesn't have to be a long-term solution. I mean for the immediate. I mean for the 2023 season, they need to improve their backup quarterback situation. If drafting a player or bringing another player in in the post-draft is the solution to improving the quarterback room, fine, do it. If it pushes Malik to be a better player, fine, do it. If you have a situation where you come out of this draft without a quarterback, Malik doesn't make progress, and you have to extend Ryan Tannehill, there are all number of ways in which I know that is going to cause you angst. These are real scenarios that are on the table, and that is the worst-case scenario to me, where you come out without with you, where you come out of this without any, any solution to the future of your quarterback, but more importantly to the present. Because when last I saw this version of the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill struggling without help around him, injured because of bad offensive line play, Malik Willis coming in in his absence, getting three starts, playing in eight games, and not being able to operate an NFL passing offense. 
That can't happen again in 2023. It simply cannot. The the loss and ability, the drop-off in starting quarterback situation is as big a reason as any that that team lost seven straight games last year. They had plenty of problems. They had plenty of injuries. It's not all Malik Willis's fault. I'm not pinning this on him. Like I said, I hope this man has the most successful NFL career humanly possible. I wish him nothing but good things in this world. And if he can make these improvements, then good for him and well done to you, sir. But in the immediate, I do not have evidence to that effect. I I can only go with the sample size of Malik Willis that I have to this point. That may not be fair as we sit here on April the 26th when last we saw him play. It was what? End of December? Mid-December? It's not that far. It's enough time on a football calendar, but it's not that far removed from how much further he had to go. That's why I think the worst case scenario in this situation is if they end up without a better backup quarterback solution because they just can't they can't risk it at this point. Uh, let's see. Tennessee will need a quarterback three in later rounds. Even if quarterback, even if, you know, quarterback three pushes Malik a little more to make him a little better. Like I, you can, it's almost impossible to project these things long-term. There's so many different twists and turns that a season can make an off season can make. Maybe Malik Willis comes back and pushes Ryan Tannehill, right? I have no idea. That would be a miraculous turnaround and highly unlikely, Ryan Tannehill projects, you know, in almost every facet to be the starting quarterback for this football team. But I'm I'm not actively trying to discredit Malik. But what I last saw of Malik is not sufficient. And so if that is the version that we are still operating with, then they cannot in good conscience move forward without a better backup quarterback situation. Truly, they cannot. Nora says, should they draft a quarterback then? I'm, I mean... Listen, I don't have their draft board, right? I don't know how they have these players stacked at the various positions, and I can't speak to their love of one quarterback versus another. I know they've had three in. I know that Mike Vrabel regularly speaks to C.J. Stroud since the pro day, um, and I think that you know Bryce Young is going to be off the table because he's going to go first overall. So, you know, what do I think is going to happen? Would I like to see them take a quarterback? I think it makes a ton of sense to. If I, you know, if I was getting anywhere the betting anywhere near the betting markets on this thing, I would bet quarterback. I think more than any other position, um, it just makes too much sense. It just makes too much damn sense. So we'll see what happens. All of this can go to hell in a handbasket. Hell, it could change. You know, by I mean, it doesn't look like Arizona is going to move that pick at this point. But there's a lot of time left between now and tomorrow evening. Um, but I think that the quarterback, I think preferably not trading up for the quarterback, but I think the quarterback scenario makes a ton of sense at this stage. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on. Let's wrap the show up with a rising and falling candidate. Whose stock rose? Whose stock fell this week in sports? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, and we'll talk about it together. Uh, scary Harry says, where's our second round pick? How far down? They are 41 this year. Uh, the, uh, the Tennessee Titans, they are one pick ahead of the jets. I think at this point, Stephen King says, am I doing anything tomorrow for the draft? Yeah, I'll be at the facility. That's where I've been. Um, you know, for the, not that anybody, I don't think too many people care, but yeah, we, I, we draft from the facility. Like I draft at the facility the whole, the whole Titans media contingent is there. Um, we have a media room that's set up. They give us, you know, we have our our food and drink supplies back there. Um, we've got a couple of televisions. We've got our workstations in there. 
And so we'll all sit in the media room uh, while the draft goes on. Once they make a pick, we will, uh, they'll put us on a Zoom call with the, uh, with the draft pick. And then whenever we're done with the draft pick, they'll trot us all into the, uh, into the press conference area where we will speak with Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon at the end of their round of their nights every night. So we'll have three press conferences with Mike Vrabel, Rand Carthon over the course of the next three days, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, after they finish picking um, in each day, after their final pick of each day uh, is when we will meet with them. So we'll do the, uh, so we'll have, you know, I'll have video from those things. I'll have, uh, I'll, you know, we'll be doing some special stuff for A to Z sports on Instagram buck with the flexes Eric Alonzo guys this is my this is my job it's been my job for seven years like <laughs> I, I mean it's not a flex it's like it's literally what they pay me the money to do the whole reason that we have the primetime show the podcast the radio show is because I <laughs> I used to be at one point a day-to-day Titans reporter and now you know like you're putting microphones in front of my face and I keep taking them because I like them but uh yeah you know that's the gig that's that's the whole reason why we uh why we do all these things so yeah it'll be a lot of fun now I know that uh, A to Z Sports is going to have a uh, a live stream. Um, I know that Austin Stanley and Sam Phelan are going to be involved in it. I think Jack Gentry is doing that too, if I remember correctly. I will uh, I will also um, uh, tell you that Titans Radio is going to have coverage on 104.5 The Zone. Coach Dave, Coach Dave McGinnis, Mike Keith, voice of the Titans, who's on the on my radio show today. Mike was really really good on the new stadium stuff. Um, so John says, are you guys doing a live show? I personally am not. There have been, I have done that in years past, but, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm better off at the facility and, you know, we'll let the, uh, we'll let the talking heads, uh, I guess I'm a talking head too at this point, but you know, I, I just like, I'd like to be at the facility and they have allowed me to go to the facility and not have to deal with the live show while I'm doing all this. So I can, you know, be a reporter at this point, which is really what I enjoy doing. Uh, and the Titans radio broadcast, by the way, is going to be at 6th and Peabody. If you live in Nashville, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, they're going to have Brad Hopkins in there doing draft analysis, former uh, Titans offensive lineman. I know Ramon Foster is going to be doing it as well. Going to be a great time. Quarterback is the position that I think they're going to end up taking, but we will see at this point. Who stock rose? Who stock fell? That's the question. Uh, we are going to do that here with you together right after I tell you that Superbook Sports is where you go to wager on all the action this season. Download the Superbook Sports app and get the best odds boost and promo bets out. Whether you bet the Lakers or the Grizzlies tonight, whether you are betting the NBA playoffs, the NHL postseason, or MLB, Superbook is your place to wager on your favorite major sports. Download the Superbook app. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, whose stock rose, whose stock fell this week in sports? Misguided Perception says, I bet Amy told Rand and Vrabel she wants a quarterback, and I don't care how it happens. Um, You know, I don't think Amy really gets down like that. Now, I don't know that those are conversations that haven't been had, but Amy has not traditionally been that kind of meddling owner, or at least we have not been able to discern that Amy uh, is somebody who has been an owner who uh, meddles on a regular basis. Now, listen, it's her football team, right? 
it's her. It's the billionaire toy, right? They she's got she's got her plaything. She wants to do the quarterback situation. Billionaire has the billionaire toy. Billionaire wants a quarterback to go with the billionaire toy. So why shouldn't she get what she wants if that's what she wants? I don't know. But uh, you know, I don't really think, at least right now, that the management structure is such that edicts are being handed on from down high. Now, I'm sure she's been briefed about all the different uh, directions they, they would like to go and the positions. I'm sure she has an idea of who they would take, and she has probably given her input, but I don't think a, uh, a directive was handed down from the quarterback uh, situation. That's probably why John Robinson got fired not listening to Amy. Well, I mean, no, I not listening to Amy. That's not like that would – John wasn't – you know, John wasn't going rogue. But I will say that he was cutting himself off from, from people on his staff at the end. Um, that's why you hear the word collaboration so much because it was not an inclusive process towards the end with John Robinson. Um, you know, that was something that uh, I've talked about with you guys before and something that, um, you know, contributed to all the collaboration talk that you see that word 17 times in a statement when Rand Carthon's hired. Uh, Grizzlies about to win this game, by the way, keep this series alive and, uh, try and get a little closer to the Lakers who are up three, one until the final buzzer comes down one fourteen ninety six, um, one sixteen ninety six with under two minutes to play. I think that, uh, I think that for John, um, you know, there's a variety of different things that happen and ultimately it ended poorly. But, uh, with that being said, I think that uh, the rising and falling candidate this week, the person whose stock rose or fell the most at this point, I would say that Cam Newton continues to kind of step in it publicly in ways that are really not great for him. NFL drafts is around the corner, and everybody's been asking what's my take on who should the Carolina Panthers select. And this is how I judge quarterbacks as a whole. Everybody can throw, everybody has talent, everybody has upside. But the thing that everybody doesn't have, and it's simple, is leadership and can you get a to follow you. If I'm the GM, if I'm the head coach, if I'm David Tepper, I'm selecting Bryce Young. I just love that he's sitting somewhere in, you know, the state of uh, the state of North Carolina. Cam Newton is in a room that's painted um with the font that he uses to text which would also be something that you might see in like a riddler scene in the batman or something like that like just crazed markings on the walls is what i think of when i think of cam newton's text or chosen text font but uh cam newton who's offering draft advice who's sitting in a room who's looking insane because those are the kind of outfits that cam wears and i always appreciate his eccentricities uh, you know, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people in Carolina, if they run into Cam Newton, uh, probably not buying Oikos yogurt anymore, but, um, if they run into Cam Newton at the supermarket and asking Cam Newton, who does he want the Panthers to draft number one overall? I just, Cam, Cam is trying to stay in the headlines and the dude just, you know, uh, he's, he is an easy target, but I do appreciate that Cam is always there, always out there talking about it, uh, talking about whatever he wants to talk about on a consistent basis. There's a good YouTube video on why J-Rob failed, says Kyle Dallas. Well, that helps absolutely no one if there's no links provided or any further context given. Are you talking about this YouTube video? Probably not, I would assume. I mean, I would appreciate that. That would be very kind of you, Kyle, but no idea what you're talking about. YouTube's a big, wide world, uh, and there's all kinds of, you know, (laughs) both uh, 
conspiratorial shit and uh you know some good information out there on youtube time to time but that requires a level of discernment that i don't think i have at 8 57 p.m on the night before the draft so no prime time show tomorrow uh radio show from 10 to 1 on 104.5 the zone we'll have a great time i will uh be getting you ready for the nfl draft bruce feldman of fox sports and the athletic who is one of the foremost college football analysts and somebody who has uh, a hand in both worlds, college and pro, who speaks to NFL player uh, personnel evaluators and is on the sidelines of the biggest college football games each and every week during the fall. He'll be on the show at 1220 tomorrow. And obviously, we'll be talking a lot of Titans from 10 to 1 on the radio program. And then I'll be off to the facility. And then I will emerge from the darkness like Aaron Rodgers after a darkness retreat. From St. Thomas Sports Park, from the bowels of St. Thomas Sports Park, at you know probably somewhere between four and five in the afternoon on Saturday, and uh, by then we'll have a Titans draft class to talk about, and a lot more content to get into. Have a great rest of your evening. Enjoy the draft, and I'm sure I will talk to you tomorrow at some point on A to Z Sports Primetime. See you guys. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.